We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number 14 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mom of a three-year-old. I am joined by fellow mom and publisher founder of Pixelkin, Linda Brenneman. Hello. It's number 14 yeah, already. I know. That's it's so nuts. cool. We're having fun. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. And then we've got two young'uns with us today, Simone de Rochefort and Courtney Holmes. We just, yeah. We just fist bumped. We fist bumped. It was great. You should have seen it. <laughs> Oh, so let's move right into some news. So this is my favorite story that came out in the past two days, and it's the founding of Motive Studios um, by Jade Raymond. It's also the studio where Amy Hennig is working on her Star Wars game. So Jade Raymond, if you don't know, has been a really a force in the game industry for a while. She worked at Ubisoft. She was a producer on the first Assassin's Creed game and uh, helped set up their Toronto studio. And she left there like last year. She's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know. And so now EA snagged her. Yes. So she's opening <laughs> up that Motive Studio in Montreal. Um, and then Amy Hennig, if you don't know, uh, was the lady responsible for a story, uh, the Uncharted series. And uh, she left Naughty Dog a couple years ago, and so now they're teaming up to work on a Star Wars It's game. all come together. I remember seeing both of those stories and being like, I wonder what's going to happen. And now yeah. forces collide. Do we know? Or sorry, go on. No, I was just cheering. Go on. Oh, <laughs> fine. You interrupt my, my poignant statement with a cheer. Do we know what's going to be in this Star Wars game? Like, Do we know anything at all about it? It just... Star no. Wars. No, I don't think we know anything at all about okay. it. Just that Amy Hennig is writing it. And since this is Amy Hennig, it's probably going to be story-focused. I would imagine yeah. so. I mean, they've got Battlefront already, which is yeah, like, they don't shoot need them more. up type thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping this one will be more story-focused. I would like a Star Wars game with a fe- female protagonist. That would be that would be, that would be very nice. exciting. Now that, now that Disney has Star Wars and they're just throwing out Star Wars content left and right, there's like... A Star Wars movie lined up every year for the next 10 years or something. Honestly, I feel like I've been drowning in Star Wars for the past two weeks. Everything just all comes back to Disney because we've we've had constant flowing Disney Infinity Star Wars news. And now EA is going to be presenting Battlefront at D23, which is the Disney Fan Expo in a couple weeks. And it's just all... Which totally, (laughs) Simone wants to go to so bad. (laughs) I do want to go. I do. I do. There's going to be New Kingdom Hearts information there. And they are actually... They managed to get me excited about the Disney Infinity toy box, which has been my stopping point with Disney Infinity for a long time. But they're going to have an augmented reality toy box experience there where you can actually, like, interact with Disney characters in the toy box. So... Yes, and this petition thing, to send me to California. This thing that we are talking about happens in, I believe it's is around the Los Angeles area. It's in Anaheim. In Anaheim, and it's open to the public. It's like seventy four dollars. Yeah, it was seventy four dollars per day, day. fifty four for kids, and I think they do have deals for um, all three days. It's the fourteenth to sixteenth of August. Yeah, and the sixteenth is the day when they have the big Disney in, or Disney Interactive announcement. Yeah. Yay. So if you're planning a trip to Disneyland, anyhow. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Might as well just spring for yeah. this. And they have a lot of other cool stuff, it looks like. like I It was a lot to parse through when I was um, doing that write-up about Disney Infinity because Disney Infinity, while it excites me, it also kind of makes me want to die because there's just so much information and consumerism involved in that. <laughs> but this expo looks really cool and there's like a lot of – a really interesting show floor where they, where you can kind of see – things that Disney is working on and has done. So cool. I cool. love Disney. I'm going to circle back to the Motive Studios because yeah, I have please to do, do my name drop. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to take that away yeah, from you. Yeah, well, you know, it's a thing. It happens like almost every episode now. Um, and like, you know, well, I'm going to say it now. You. Didn't really want to talk. Well, didn't want to, but hadn't planned on talking about Gary Witta's novel, which is out now. It's called Abomination. <sighs> Um, but anyhow, so I met Jade Raymond way back in the day when she was a correspondent for Electric Playground. Um, what in the world is Electric Playground? Is that like some kind of oh my god child play structure <laughs> where they? Please tell me you know what Electric Playground is. I'm sorry. It's a show about video games that's produced in Vancouver. What? Yes. What? It used to be on G4, the TV oh my network god. down here, but since G4 went away, it's just on in Canada, and you can watch it online and stuff. I do remember G4. Yes. So there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hosted by Victor Lucas, who is totally an awesome guy, um, who has a daughter almost the same age as mine. Although he's much better at taking photos of his daughter than I am of mine. So <laughs> his all look like like these crazy professional done photos. It's nuts. But anyhow, Jade Raymond was working as a correspondent for them, and uh, they came to Emeryville, which is where the Backbone Studio was that I used to work oh. for, to do interviews about Death Junior, which was a PSP game. So, yes, she was a lovely person. Man, how did she get into the production side of things? I have no idea. Cool. <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> – That's like, a story I'd like to hear so you know, if I meet, ever meet her. It's actually yeah. – that happens quite a bit. Like yeah, media yeah. people – They cross you know, over. They transition into development because they think they know everything. I'm not saying that this is – you know, this, this doesn't apply to This is clearly a case when that worked <laughs> out because she does know yeah, everything. And, but like I've seen people yeah. like go into development, stick there for like two months and be like – Man, this is way harder than I thought. And like, <laughs> racing back to games media. So that happens. Do they ever go the other way? Um, not really. Yeah, because there's not think. there's not very many full-time jobs yeah. available in games media, so as opposed to there are lots of jobs at game studios <laughs> making games. So cool. There you have it. So more news. Amazon is doing this really cool thing where you can get 3D toys of your Game characters. I thought this was so cool when I first read the headline, and then now I'm kind of disappointed because so far um, the the company that's doing it, Sandboxer, I think they've only licensed three franchises. Yeah. Um, but one of them features dinosaurs, and that's Primal Carnage, which is pretty cool. Um, but then the other two, an Infinity Blade is pretty cool too. But then one of them is Smite, and that's like this MOBA where you're – multiplayer online battle arena game where you're fighting against each other as like mythical gods and I was um, looking at the art the art for that and it's like all side boob and deep cleavage and then nice fully armored men and then no. more side boob wah, and deep wah. cleavage and I was like <laughs> yeah. ah. but it's the figurines cool, don't look bad yeah. they look nice this whole but, 3D printing yeah. thing I think is totally awesome yeah. and mind blowing 3D it's, printing is very cool it's so yeah. fun to watch a 3D printer in it action is. too there was one at um God, was a power of play even that we went to? Yes. They had just a 3D printer hanging out, and me and Keezy just sat there and stared at it for, like, 15 minutes. And the guy's <laughs> like, 
do you want me to explain anything to you? Like, we're just staring. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> just let us stand here. Yeah. Just watch. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, I hope they'll license more franchises eventually. I think I'm this sure is they a will. new thing, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so back again when I was at Backbone, we work with Gentle Giant, which is a yeah. toy company. They do like some of those really high-end things that you'll see at Comic-Con. Um, but they were doing Death, Death Junior toys. So we flew down there to talk about design and everything. And they're like, here's our printer. This is how we do things. <gasps> it was super cool. So, yeah, this is awesome. I just hope yeah. more stuff comes to it. More, 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 more. more. <laughs> our, um, um, our story in Pixelkin about this was saying that um, we don't want to mix these up with the Toys to Life games. Like Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yes, this <laughs> is different. These are just... Right. These are just toys. Regular yeah. old. Yeah. Toys. I was very that that was probably part of my disappointment is that the when not our story, but when I first saw this story break online, the headline made it look like they were printing, you know, toys to life toys. And I was like, What? Yeah. And then no, it turns out to just be action figures, which is cool in its own right. It's very cool, yes. especially dinosaurs, which as you know I love. Yes, toys but do so. not all have to be electronic yeah. and what? Cool. I, I found sit with a three-year-old for a while. <laughs> see what they play. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I found um, an interesting rabbit hole about this when I was looking oh, yeah? at the um, Toys to Life stuff, and it was that some of the Toys to Life things have become worth tons of money. Really? Yes. Like, okay. Here's my, here's my example. There is a legless Princess Peach. Oh yeah. Oh figurine. yeah. That sold for $25,100 on eBay. Why? Because it was a defect. Yeah. People. So collectors are yeah, collecting. Never, never underestimate collectors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the same type of people that collected, like, Barbie dolls and Matchbox yeah. cars. Is that, you know, yeah. just the next generation of that. But I guess mm-hmm. there are some rare Amiibos that are, you know, you can mm-hmm. make a little money collecting them, and especially if they're in the package and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Even Amiibos that should be regular are rare because they aren't producing as many yes. of them as they need to. Yes. They're all hand-painted, which is yeah. interesting. That is crazy cool. And, yeah, some of them are much uh, more difficult to produce than others because they have more colors or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, Nintendo made the decision to make them all the same price, which I think is nice. Yes. That is very cool. Very cool. So another thing I want to talk about, Simone, you played this Final Girls yeah, game. Yeah, this was really interesting. There's a game called Final Girls. It's a, I believe it was Unity-based. Um, it, it was just online in the browser. And it takes place in a support group where all of the characters in the support group are the are characters from horror movies. And they're, it's not about horror movies, so they're just talking about traumatic events and how they've worked through them. And their therapist is Ellen Ripley from Alien, which was what? very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can actually play it's it awesome. in about, I think it took me maybe 15 minutes to play so through the So do you thing. play as a horror figure or are you just yourself? You kind of play as all of them. It starts off you the support group opens and then you can choose to have each character talk about their day and they're each kind of struggling with a a particular issue that might be related to the traumatic event that happened to them and then at the end they kind of go through what their self-care routines are and uh-huh. then it, it, it's basically just a regular support group like the the um motif of the it being horror movie characters isn't really addressed like head on it's sort of just there to help you understand, maybe infer what they've been through because their traumas are never specifically addressed, which I think Mm -hmm. is really good because, like, in the case of, I mean, one of the characters is from a movie called American Mary, which is a a cult horror film that is really graphic and, you know, rated R very, very much so, and horrible, horrible things happen in it, but those things aren't, you know, explicitly described in the game. We just see, like, she is 
putting on an art exhibition and she has some anxiety related to issues in the past and she's having some relationship troubles and she talks through it. So it was it was very, very interesting. I had to look up some movie summaries so I could yes. understand. I'm interested but. in playing it just for the fact that Carrie is in there. Yes, Carrie was great. <laughs> she's doing so well. Oh, I, I loved her, her story. It was really great. She's starting a catering business and like she just moved in with her girlfriend and she gardens in her spare time. Catering is a pork. <laughs> Oh. Hey, Sorry. Cooking is her self-care activity. But yeah, uh, I definitely recommend it. It it was short, it was sweet and yeah, I think it it's it offers some insight into ways that I think we we can navigate trauma in our lives. So, yeah. yeah sounds cool. cool. I have Maybe how out. group therapy can be useful because yeah, it really sure. can for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um so another thing we're going to talk about really quickly is that Comcast really quickly. And EA <laughs> Well, Simone is the expert here because she wrote oh. the article. But Comcast and EA have launched a streaming game streaming service just through your TV where yeah. you can use your iPad and your iPhone as a controller. This is uh, I th- one of a few game streaming services that has come down the pipeline. And I think the the two that really sort of tried to pioneer b- streaming games were Gaikai and OnLive, both of which failed and were then bought by Sony, um, which is now doing PlayStation Now, where you can stream Sony games um, to PS3, PS4, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, basically to every Sony device ever. Comcast is partnering with EA to do a very similar thing. Basically, if you have the X1 Entertainment System, which is one of their set-top boxes, you can stream games to that, and you you don't need any extra equipment besides that. You just use your phone to control it. There, um, It's available for a couple Android tablets and Samsung S4 phones, as well as iPhones Generation 5 and up, I believe. And it's it's interesting. Their selection of games is not great at the moment, um, and they're definitely sacrificing, I think, some graphical quality just because these are mobile games. Like, they're not natively 1080p or anything. Yeah. They're 720 at most. So... They're, I mean, but they look. They they say they look fine. I I have not seen actual <laughs> footage of this yet, but yeah, it's it's really interesting. I think that what they're trying to do here with this is basically bolster the number of subscribers that they have to the X One Entertainment System because they only have five million right now. Uh, what I found when I was looking it up is that between PlayStation and PlayStation Four and Xbox, this year they sold uh, combined or yeah. Combined 28 million units, and that's predicted to double by the end of the year. So basically, they're definitely not looking to be a competitor to Xbox. They're not looking to be a competitor to PlayStation. I think they're just trying to appeal to the families, Mm -hmm. probably upper-middle-class families, that have purchased this thing and add some value to that because – Comcast is shedding subscribers every day, specifically television subscribers. This was the first year we've seen where their internet subscribers surpass their television subscribers. So I think they're Hmm. just – and the X1 does come with television. So they're trying to keep people there. Of course. (laughs) makes total sense because now that everyone has Netflix and Hulu and then a million ways to watch streaming Netflix and Hulu on your TV with Chromecast or with a Roku box or with your gaming system. I mean on my home consoles, we have so many – different streaming boxes that we have too many for each of our televisions. (laughs) So it's like, do you want to watch Netflix on the Wii U or on the Xbox 360 or on the Chromecast or on the Roku or on the Roku knockoff? Yeah. (laughs) 
My roommate bought it. It's the same yeah. for us. I, I actually just got rid of my Comcast TV. And you, we just got a new media center recently. And the joy on my face when I realized that I could get rid of that stupid internet box, or sorry, stupid TV box and all <laughs> the cords connected to it, it cleared everything up so wonderfully. I hate television. <laughs> I, I use Netflix for freaking everything. So, yeah. yeah, I just, I don't, personally, I don't need it, but. Um, Go so Comcast. this service probably Most isn't aimed at you, no. Simone. It's aimed at the, aimed at at the older, the family yeah. market, and the older market. And they specifically yeah. said that they are looking to bring games to families and people who might not have um, have been gaming before, I believe, was the roughly the way that they phrased it. So Yeah, it looks yeah. like family-friendly games. Yeah, yeah I think they mostly are. Zombie and... They've got the some sports and... stuff. They've got Plants vs. Zombies. They've got Peggle Knights. Oh, now which... that changed your mind, right? <laughs> I've heard that Peggle Knights is the best Peggle game. Is this true? I actually haven't played Knights. Neither have I. I really want to because I love Peggle 2 more than I love breathing. So, <laughs> <laughs> And actually, I don't breathe while I'm playing Peggle 2. So it works. It's a good trade-off. Wow. Mm, yeah. If you really <laughs> didn't breathe, you couldn't play Peggle 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if you just hold your breath while you're waiting for your ball to drop and then take another <laughs> breath before you shoot the next one. It's I think so it's funny. possible. <laughs> I always, I, I've, made, I've done this so many times. I'll like make myself some dinner or something and I'll be like, it's okay. I can eat it while I'm playing Peggle because you shoot the ball and then you don't do anything until your next turn. Surely I could pick up my bowl and eat while the ball is falling. No, every time I'm just sitting there on the edge of my seat, like, where's it going to go? <laughs> Where's it gonna go? Where's it gonna go? And then, oh, so it fell like in the a, bucket. It's like a cat toy for humans, kind of. Basically, yeah. <laughs> it's my laser pointer. Pickle <laughs> <laughs> two ruins lives. Oh, okay, so we've all had a lot of fun laughing. We're gonna have no. a, a serious topic today, just because it's huge and definitely needs addressing. And that is that Satoru Iwata, who's the president of Nintendo, passed away earlier this week. And uh, this is huge because he's had such a, like, huge impact on games. Yeah. He's been with Nintendo for – he took over as president right after the GameCube. In 2002. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so which means he was instrumental in the Wii, the DS, like, all, all this stuff that has really changed gaming. Yeah. Um, which is it's, – it's so sad. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, Satoru Iwata was just this, like – Incredibly genuine and kind person. Every time you watched a video with him, he was usually laughing through it. Yeah. And very attentive to other people in the room. And he really did not. There was zero condescension whatsoever. And, you know, it's interesting. He's only the fourth president Nintendo has ever had. Mm -hmm. Nintendo uh, opened its doors more than like 125 years ago. The last president before Iwata became president in uh, 1949. Oh, my God. Iwata is only the second president since they started doing video games at all. And he's like the first one that hasn't been a member of the same family, right? So the three before him were all legacy. Like Nintendo was a family company. Um, and it's and just, what did they produce, Courtney, before video games? They started out as a card game company, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, so they did um, card games and I think maybe a couple of other kinds of like hand traditional games. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, Iwata was just like considering how much the Nintendo Corporation is worth. You just you don't see CEOs and presidents who are as well loved as he was. Yeah. Just. The, the positive, warm feelings that have been spreading out across the internet, like along with sadness, but just this wonderful remembrance of him has just been really 
overwhelmingly wonderful and yeah. sad. Yeah. Because he was only 55, too. Yeah. yeah. He died of um, complications of bile duct cancer. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so that's all yeah. really sad. That's been, I mean, you know, not to not want to sound less, but we've known about like this cancer thing for him for about a year. He missed E3 last year mm-hmm. um, because of it. So, um, but yeah, so I'm just very impressed in general, like how somebody could change a company and gaming mm-hmm. forever like that. Mm-hmm. So, so he took over at, after GameCube. GameCube, very underrated console in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, and so the next thing he did was DS. Um, which was the first thing to uh, – it was, was the first touchscreens, right, in uh, gaming? I don't know. Maybe. Um, yes, I think so. Definitely for Nintendo. Yeah. So that was huge. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have a DS? I was not allowed to have consoles as a child, unfortunately. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you have one? I actually didn't. Um, wow. Yeah, but we were deprived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We bought all of those as they came out. Yeah. yeah. They were um, – they were kind of essential for keeping children busy on airplanes and yes. in cars, in my opinion. I know your mom didn't feel that way. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here, oh, take yeah. that, play yeah. it. Um, your kids are probably grateful for it. Yeah. <laughs> we got the very first DS that came out, that huge, clunky, silver-looking thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. You know, my friend actually gifted me one of those uh, years and years. It, it was just like years and years later after it came out and I was playing Pokemon Leaf Green on it. And it's it's so funny to compare it to like the, the new 3DS that we have in the office. It's so sleek and so slim. It's amazing how far in just a few years it's it's come. Yeah. Well, even before 3DS, mm-hmm. they released like a new version of the DS that was much more sleek and yeah. not like a big gray block, <laughs> um, which I think they had learned. I don't know why they did it so blocky the first time because you think – I think they learned – from Game Boy, where you mm-hmm. had this huge brick <laughs> thing, and then they made the Game Boy Advance was this tiny little, you know. Mm-hmm. So you think like, hey, Nintendo, this happened before. Maybe, well, maybe you might they want to pay they, more attention to your product design. Maybe they knew they'd just be able to get the same customers to buy the product twice. Yeah, they, and that's what that's why my husband has said we will never, ever, ever buy a handheld from Nintendo Aww. the first time it comes out. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna get multiple releases. Yeah. They fooled me every time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, a new one. Yeah. So Iwata, he, he started studying computer science in college uh, because mm-hmm. he knew very early on that computers were the future. He was the fifth employee of HAL Laboratories, and he worked on the original Earthbound game and on mm-hmm. the very first Super Smash Brothers game. And when he first wanted to work with Nintendo, he heard that they were working on the Famicom. So he went up to uh, Kyoto yeah. and just kind of walked in the building and was like, I think I can make you a game. And they're like, Okay, so he, that was his. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. He was very forward about. It. He's just, I've never done this before, but I'm going to do yeah, it. Yeah. How, how's that? And then he did, and he's so he's been working with them for ages and ages, long yeah. before he was president, and even after he became president of HAL Laboratories. But before he became president at Nintendo, he was doing things like manually coding all of the information for Pokemon Red into Pokemon Stadium by himself in two weeks because he knew it needed to be done for this game. And he was the president of the company at that That's point. That's nuts. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. Super nuts. <laughs> um, but I also want to jump back, Courtney, because you used Famicom, yeah. and I don't think everybody will know what that means. So. <laughs> it, was, it was a very early Nintendo console. Yes. Uh, I think maybe I their, their, fir- their first home console. <laughs> wow. Before the NES. Yeah. So. Holy crap. Yeah, and he... 
so he was extremely hands-on and just really patient. And, you know, when the Wii U wasn't doing very well and was under tons of criticism, he volunteered to cut his um, salary in half so they wouldn't have to fire a bunch of people. Hmm. Yeah. Um, no, uh, many other high-ranking people had their salaries cut by 20 and 30 percent, but yeah. nobody else did it by half. And he was just yeah. just fantastically generous human being. Yeah. Um, so besides DS, obviously the big change uh, in Nintendo was the Wii. Yeah. Um, and I remember being at the E3 when when the Wii was announced and it was being shown. Like everybody was announcing their new consoles that it was up for 360. 360 was already out. And, um, you know, it was just so weird and different. Like nobody really knew what to make of it. Mm-hmm. Um but it was also I remember it was being it's going to be it had a much lower price point than like 360 or uh, PlayStation 3, and uh, some of my friends uh, I was in PR at that time. You know, some of the friends in game development like when all of the all of the prices got announced and like my friends like yeah you know who's giggling like little elves right now <laughs> Nintendo they're just giggling <laughs> so um so the Wii obviously introduced. Motion gaming yeah. to the world. Yeah, it brought gaming to a ton of people who weren't gamers, which yes. was one of Nintendo's big principles under Iwata was that gaming should be for everyone and that they weren't interested in really competing with Sony and, play, and uh, Xbox, mm-hmm. Microsoft, um, that they wanted everyone to game and that they were all sort of working towards that together. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That was borne out with the Wii um, being used in old folks' homes, mm-hmm. you know, with um, exercise games and bowling and tennis and stuff. I think it became very accessible even for older people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things that was really cool about the Wii was actually their marketing campaign, which uh, I remember distinctly because, like, PlayStation and Xbox, you know, you see ads for it. They show you, like, game footage. Oh, look how cool this game looks. And the Wii didn't show anything about games. It always showed you people having fun. Yeah. You never saw game footage once in those commercials. It was always people playing and having fun. Remember there was like the, the two guys would come to your house and they'd say, we would like to play. Yes. Oh my yeah. God, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was, it was actually pretty brilliant because it's stuff that we've been talking right. about lately about how face people yeah. and photos and faces are made way more compelling than mm-hmm. video game footage. Yeah. yeah. So. Even though video game footage is easier to edit. Not speaking from experience mm, or anything. Yeah. So, you know, Nintendo definitely had some some sour moments under Iwata. Like, the the Wii U had a really bad kickoff, and it still has been selling really poorly compared to their other consoles. But he started a lot of really great things in the company, mm-hmm. like the Nintendo Direct program, yeah. uh, which in which they, like, every couple of months will give a video presentation of what's coming up. Uh, he often appeared in those. And then he has a series called Iwata Asks where he would interview with developers. And he had this this great way of um, bringing a human face to this otherwise nameless multi-billion dollar corporation. Right. So you really got to know the, uh, the idea that the people working on your games were real people, why things were slowing them down or speeding them up, and what how they were really excited to be working there. And he just always exuded this, like, confidence and happiness and just great respect for all the people around him. Yeah. Did you ever do an Ask Iwata? Um, I mean, have I read have any you, of them? Yeah, or did you submit a question? Or Oh, no. no. no? I've, I've just read them. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the, the Nintendo Direct thing is really cool, actually, um, because it kind of broke down the gaming press as the gatekeepers mm-hmm. for Nintendo information, which mm-hmm. I think is really awesome huh. um, because at that time, the enthusiast outlets, the members of their Nintendo teams were like, 
like just crazy, like fanboyish type people. It was like, I must get every information of Nintendo. And like, mm-hmm. and they were kind of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fanatical? The, no, but they thought they were better than like everybody oh. else because like, hey, we get to play the first Mario game for everybody else and blah, blah, blah. And so the Nintendo Direct thing just cut that right in half. Nice. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that that's been better since yeah. then. Yeah. So, so right now, uh, temporarily taking over for Iwata's position is going to be Shigeru Miyamoto, who invented Super Mario, and uh, Genyo Takeda, who's actually um, one of the very first programmers that Nintendo ever hired. So mm. uh, I, these guys are not going to be the president permanently. They're just yeah. sort of holding down the fort in this sort of time of change, mm-hmm. which I think it's really smart that they went with two recognizable people who've been with the company mm-hmm. for so long. Yeah. Yeah, because these – obviously they're going to pull in someone else because these guys are not yeah. business-focused. Miyamoto yeah. keeps trying to retire. <laughs> yeah, I know. This poor guy. He's just like – they make him think, come back. Yeah, he doesn't really want to retire though. He's, he retires, yeah. quote-unquote, and then comes back the next week and it's like, how's my Star Fox coming along? Yeah. <laughs> they have the first programmer they ever hired. I feel like he maybe never leave Nintendo after yeah. they start. So. Mm. Well, I actually – I do think that's the kind of – company yeah. it is in Japan like you know over here we've become so like there are very few companies where people stay for like yeah. their entire career um, but Nintendo is very much like that in Japan mm-hmm. from my understanding wow. which is pretty cool I, I don't think Nintendo here is quite as beloved as it is in yeah. Japan <laughs> as a company Nintendo sorry, America, from what I've heard yeah, has sorry. kind of a, a bad reputation yeah. for its contract employees specifically uh, which right. like a lot of people, someone of my age, um, I know I know several people who've worked as a contract employee doing things like translating games at Nintendo mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sort of grunt work, and they're treated pretty awfully. So that's a bummer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But their their full-time employees, I hear, get a much better rap. Yeah. And well, there's two offices for Nintendo America, too. There's one up here in Redmond, and then there is one uh, in San Francisco. That's right. That's where all the marketing people and I don't know if it's more than marketing that's down there. But definitely there are marketing people there. <laughs> and their office there is gorgeous. Like huge glass staircases and yep. everything. It's really funny. Cool. The, the, the official Nintendo headquarters in Kyoto are really ugly. <laughs> it's like a gray, bar- boring box. But then inside, <laughs> magic is made. <laughs> yes. Speaking of magic um, – Apparently, the day after Iwata died, a rainbow appeared over Nintendo headquarters yeah. in Kyoto, and people named it the Rainbow Road to Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I was looking that up, and I saw it on Wikipedia. I'm like, did this really happen? Because yeah. it sounds kind of like out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I needed to double check that one, too, when I first read it. <laughs> but saw the pics. It's for real. Yeah. There are different angles. Yeah. Many yeah. photos. Yeah. There are a lot of there's a lot of great fan art on the internet right now just thanking Iwata for everything yes. he did. Yeah. It's really it's really nice yeah. to see. Yeah, we we compiled a story about that, right? Yeah, I, I pulled together a bunch, but there were just so many. Um so if you just uh go to the hashtag uh thank you Iwata is uh, I think the most uh popular one right now. Mm. But if you just search for him on Twitter or Facebook, just outpourings of love. And then also the um the Nintendo store in New York City right now mm-hmm. has a memorial set up to him that's very simple, and then they have a guest book out, and people are going and writing messages. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, so very, very sad. But it's, I mean, it's sad that they left us, but what an accomplished life. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. 
So it feels good to remember someone who yeah. was yeah. that kind and generous and yeah. thoughtful and smart. And, yeah. 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 So uh, we are definitely sad, obviously, but why don't just go around and say what we think the best thing came from Nintendo during his years? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, personally, I'm really, I feel like everything that has been happening in just the past couple of years from Nintendo has looked really exciting, especially this last year. The launch of the Wii U was kind of a downer, but I feel like they've been really doing so much to make that console worthwhile. And that effort is, I think, paying off. So that's really cool. Yeah. For me, it's definitely, it's not so much the Wii, the console, but it's the the Wii and the introduction of motion gaming. Yeah. Which is huge now, mm-hmm. and I love it. I, I don't use my Wii very much anymore. I do most of my motion gaming with my Xbox. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's a huge thing to introduce yeah. to the gaming industry, and it's become its own kind of huge thing on mm-hmm. its own. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to do a shout-out to all of uh, so many amazing Zelda games have come out <laughs> since 2002. Um, and I'm I was going to say Zelda, Zelda yeah. games. I mean, they're so remarkable, Yeah, all of them. Yeah, um, but I also I'm just a huge fan of the the Nintendo Direct and the fact that Nintendo has this these real personalities that you can get to know has just made my job so much easier and more fun at Pixelkin mm-hmm. being the sort of Nintendo person. Yeah, because yeah. I I feel like I really get to know like Reggie and mm-hmm. Reggie's hilarious. Yeah, and he's such a character. <laughs> once you start recognizing these faces, it's you, you. That's when you become really part of the family. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm gonna miss that reminds him. me, I forgot to look it up. I wonder if he actually did compete in the World Championships. Reggie? Reggie, he yes. He did, yeah. He did. Oh, <laughs> yeah. awesome. Because I know he had that <laughs> hilarious. The best commercial. He did not. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So he came in um, when there were, I think, just two finalists left, and he fought yeah. them. And <laughs> it didn't last very long. <laughs> but he's, he's such a great sport. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I'm yeah. flashing back right now on my... Um, one of my first jobs out of college. So this would have been the early 80s, you guys. Before y'all were born, basically. Is that me? 80s or 1880s? <laughs> oh! Oh! You're not supposed to zing me. It's Sorry, Nicole. <laughs> um, and for the record, I was born then. <laughs> she, you were born. Okay. Yes, I, I wasn't, was born in the 70s. I wasn't saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, we would go to lunch at the Spot Tavern um, leave Boeing, go to Lunch and Spot Tavern, and they had the Donkey Kong console game. Oh, yeah. And we would be late back to work because we're playing <laughs> Donkey Kong on the console. Yeah. The ar- Are you talking about the arcade? The arcade machine? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I meant the arcade machine, the, sorry. The very first video game I ever played was Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, in a which, because there was a table-style cabinet at my pediatrician's office in the kids' waiting room. <laughs> And I'm sure I couldn't ever get past the first level, but I just I still love that game. Is that the yeah. game that we played? Yeah. In, yeah, we were at St. Patrick's Day in an apartment building, and they had an old <laughs> console thing. Just or it, it, it was, was like, one of those fancy apartments that has a, like a big shared uh, yeah. like lobby area. That oh. all, um, and they had like a one of those cool arcade cabinets that has like 30 games in it. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. fun. Yeah, those arcade games were fun. Yeah, we have a Donkey Kong. Do you really? Oh, fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
<laughs> Sorry, don't want to brag. Um, but you're talking about the tabletop. This is not Nintendo related at all. But it's funny where those tabletop game things popped up. Like yeah. you said, it was in your pediatrician's office. There was one in Pizza Hut <laughs> where yeah. we, we always used to go and play yeah. Pac Man waiting funny. for our pizza. <laughs> pizza yeah. Hut. It's just, uh, it's odd. And mm-hmm. then if you go to the any of the um, classic gaming shows, they always have those out there. It's yeah. really, really fun. Yeah, so. they have a ton of um, arcade stuff that we, we've been to Seattle Retro Gaming Expo and Portland Retro Gaming Expo uh, as a company. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout yeah. out. And the mm-hmm. – um, I'm going to say the name wrong. But the, the show that we just went to, my husband and Anna and I, is like a pinball pinball retro gaming show. Like it's huge. Yeah. Cool. Like just pinball machine next – pinball machine next – and then there's a whole gaming section with all mm-hmm. the – it's awesome. Seattle actually has a couple of like arcade bars, which are obviously oh, twenty one yeah, and up. Yeah. But there's um, <laughs> Attaball in Fremont, and then um, John John's in Capitol Hill. They're really nice. fun. Yeah, there's one down there. There's one down there in Tacoma too. I forget what it's called, but they always have their bar ads out there for that show. It's like, <laughs> yeah, show floor closed. Come play some more. <laughs> I, think, I think Rocket Lounge downtown has a lot of things. Anyway, if you're a local and you're over twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so long farewell to Iwata. Hopefully we can uh, get, expect more great things from Nintendo, mm-hmm. which I think we can. So let's move back into happier mood stuff and talking yeah. about what we've been playing. Simone, what's the latest bear you've gotten? Uh, oh, gosh. The Devil Bear, I think, was the last one that I got. And I, I'm still enjoying it. I know you're getting burnt out. Yes. It's been a week of Alpha Bear in the office. Yes. So, so the Alpha cycle Bear. is coming to a close. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha Bear is uh, the, the newest game from Spry Fox, mm-hmm. who did this lovely little game called Triple Town, which I just love. And, and another loved. lovely game called We're Not Taken that you yes. also don't like. <laughs> it's not that I don't like it. It's that it's, it's punishing. It's punishing. Yeah. Um, but Alpha Bear is cool. It's a word game mm-hmm. where you you unlock these little bears and you yeah. use them in your in your word games to give you boosts. Um, and it's super cute and it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that I, isn't uh, actually what I oh sorry go on. Yeah no I'm starting to get a little irritated with it because the bears that you earn take naps. <laughs> <laughs> After you use them, they take naps sometimes for as long as a whole day. Um, they have to hibernate. Grown, right. grown bears got to get some rest. Yeah, I guess so. But um, <laughs> And I understand that from a free-to-play aspect, mm-hmm. like getting more coins and paying for that so you can wake the bears up. Like I totally get that. But like I think you and me both sprung yeah. for the infinite honey, which wasn't – you know, it wasn't terribly expensive, but mm-hmm. it wasn't terribly cheap as far as a mobile game goes either. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like – Come on, I already gave you some money. You want to wake your bears up. I want to wake my bears up quickly. <laughs> like, why do I have to wait for them to wake up? You're already waiting. Like, there's only so many games you can do in a day. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, the basic and the timed yeah. for each day. And then a treasure mode that costs 400 coins. 400 I think, coins. Which, and you earn coins at the end of each timed or regular game. Yeah. And then there's treasure mode, and then there's boss mode, but you have to win so many daily events before you can unlock unlock the boss boss. mode. The flip side of that is that it means that you're not spending all your time playing Alpha Bear. (laughs) I I feel like a lot of mobile games, um, and this certainly shouldn't be taken to say that mobile games are far too playable. Um, With a lot of mobile games, I'll play them nonstop. Like that certainly happened with Fallout Shelter. I was on that thing constantly until I was burnt out from it. Um, Alpha Bear keeps you, I think, from... it, It sets up some barriers to keep you from binging on it, which 
whether they did that completely effectively or not, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's up to you. It's a, it's a sneaky method, really. Yeah. Like, I used to play this bubble popping game that I would have gotten burned out and then tired of it after a week or two. But because I could only play five rounds at a time, it really like eked out my interest in it. I played it for like over a year. Wow. Yeah. Wait, what was it? I don't know. Tell me, it wasn't it was Bubble of... Witch Saga? No, no, no. Oh, it wasn't one. You're safe. It was, it was still bad, though. <laughs> <laughs> was, don't worry. I was still, still rescuing bad. baby animals. <laughs> right. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I, I don't they feel good. They get awfully clever with those transactions. I mean, you get yeah. very, very tempted to spend $10 or something yeah. on them, which is way too much in well, my opinion. Well, the, the honey... The honey was like the crazy, like, you know, like, turns that you get in Candy Crush. Like, that was the honey. So, like, if you ran out of honey, you would wait five minutes before you could do it again. And I'm like, this is on top of, like, the coins and everything else you have to wait for. I'm like, are you kidding me? So, like, I sprang for the honey, and now I feel like they're just screwing me with the (laughs) the bears. It's a very cute game, though. It is cute. And it's a word game, so you're using your brain, which is always a good thing. And it is making me think. Like, there are so many times I tweeted about this, but I'll be just tapping letters trying to make words, and I'll be like, I'm so desperate, I can't see any words in this. Put together a word like narb. And then I look at it for a minute, and I'm like, God, it's freaking barn. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real word. Just rearrange them. (laughs) Yeah. So it's making me, I feel like it's educating me, but it's also humbling me at the same time. (laughs) It's so interesting the way that our brains work like that. Like once you select, once you said, okay, I'm going to make a word that starts with N, your brain is so locked into that that you don't see these other options. So I I think it's it's great for that. And it is a really lovely feel-good game. Yeah. That happens to me too, just realizing much longer words I can make. Yeah. Like like the other day I'm like, oh, I'm going to do boats. And then I realize I've got two S's. I'm like, oh, I can do boasts. Ah. Yeah, like stuff like that. (laughs) That happens to me. I got really disappointed when I spelled out Ecuador and then it was a proper noun. So I came (laughs) up. It's so long. Ecuador. <laughs> but no. One off and you could have done equator. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm, I I probably am not going to stop playing it, but I'll I'll play it as apparently you think that, that it's meant to be played, like <laughs> a couple games every day. That's uh, about the speed uh, I've been going at. So the yeah. honey thing and the corn thing hasn't bothered me yet because I'll play for a little while and then I'll be like, that's enough letters, no. And then I'll come back <laughs> a few hours later and I will have like... It, it's already recharged, so. If I had yeah. one one nitpick with it now that I'm in the third chapter, I would say that the it is very, very hard to get the high score it on is. those. Because I was trying to do that games. yesterday. I saved all my big good bears, like <laughs> three good bears in them, and, like, I still couldn't get it. It was uh, insane. I'm sorry, Nicole. Yeah. Sorry for your loss. So that's not actually the game that I've been playing most this week. I started up a Minecraft game with my roommates because he is three achievements away from a platinum trophy in the PS4 version of Minecraft. And so we booted up a world together and he was like, play with me. And I was like, fine, I'll play Minecraft. Uh, It's been ages. And then I got completely hooked and, you know, he's delving under the earth and I'm renovating our cave because that's who I am as a person. (laughs) (laughs) It is so much fun to play with another person, especially with him, I think, because when Curtis and I play together and you can find that video on um, Pixelkin, it's, it's me teaching a dad to play Minecraft. He hadn't played before. I hadn't played the console version before, and it had been years since I'd played the PC version. So we were both like, (laughs) being blown up by creepers. 
Emmett, my roommate, is very good at Minecraft because, again, he's three trophies away from the platinum. So he's like, here's your iron pickaxe. Here's your armor. I'm, I'm smelting armor for you. Here's some beef. Make sure you eat it. And I'm like, thanks, Emmett. It's just like our real lives as roommates together uh, because he cooks for me and takes care of everything in my life because I'm a child. But anyway, digressing. So, yeah, it's been really fun. And there's been a lot of great moments where, you know, we'll be under the ground together and I see on my screen, a creeper approaching behind him, and I'm screaming, Creeper! (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, there is a proper response to that. It's just, oh, crap. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. So it's funny you say that that he cooks for you and feeds you. Then what's your excuse for leaving your burrito in your desk overnight? That was a mistake, Nicole. (laughs) I was going to bring it home and eat it for dinner, and then I forgot. And for the record, she ate it. And apparently it's fine. Oh, I'm I'm fine so far. Thanks, (laughs) Chipotle. (laughs) Any moment now, she'll just start projectile vomiting all over the studio. (laughs) 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 That got a smile out of Daniel. It was delicious. He won't be laughing if you actually do it. Well, (laughs) I'll I'll make sure to flee. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Courtney, how about you? Uh, I haven't been playing too many new games this week. I've been really busy. Uh, I did With start Alpha a bear. Yeah, out, a little bit. Um, uh, I've been playing some threes on my phone, which is fun. It's sort of like totally the, addictive. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I hit the retry button without even thinking about it. Mm, like, <laughs> just keep going. Yeah. Uh, Simone and I just started the single player campaign on Splatoon, which I've already played, but it's really fun to do. It that again. was so much and, fun. Yeah, we're recording a let's play of that, so um, it'll go up on Monday. Yeah, stay tuned to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else have I been playing? I just thought of something. I just downloaded the Card Wars Adventure Time app, which mm. I haven't started playing it yet, but it was the app of the day yesterday on oh, iTunes cool. Store. Nah. Was it free? Is it still free? Can yeah. I have it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I assume it's still free. I don't know. <laughs> it's free when I got it. So I'm looking forward to that because the really cool thing about Card Wars is that there's a whole episode of the TV show Adventure Time, which I love. Adventure Time. <laughs> um, and there's a whole episode about playing tabletop, this tabletop card game called Card Wars. And then like a year later, somebody actually, like a real game company came out with the officially licensed version of this tabletop card game called Card Wars and you could play and follow the rules. And then there's a mobile version too. And um, yeah. it's a really fun episode if you if you know a gamer, there's a lot of gaming humor in it. Nice. Nice. So mm. I've been playing. I wanted to go back to Alpha Bear for a second because oh, yeah. one of the things I love about you just can't it quit, can you? Is at the end of the level, once you've found your bear, they'll like pull out their cell phone and throw a Polaroid up at you with a sentence in it that uses some of the words yeah, that you <laughs> used in the thing. That's cute. And I actually got one yesterday that was like a weird, since my husband works at 343, it was like, I turned my soil into gold using my halos as the catalyst. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I have to take a screenshot of this. <laughs> There's actually a button in the bottom left where you can refresh the Polaroid and just look at them a bunch of different ones. But yeah. so the problem is that, you know, people will be playing this game and occasionally will come up with kind of dirty words. Yeah. <laughs> Which is your own fault for using dirty words. Right. So if you if you don't spell any dirty words and it's perfectly clean, but um, – Alpha Bears does allow you to spell swears. Yeah. Um, I mean, even with regular words, they, I found it a little. Get pretty yeah, <laughs> I think I saw one that was kind of awful to her yesterday. Yeah, it was like the best bear is one that's vain and naked. Or something. <laughs> 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 Those are really dirty. It was just awful. Yeah, <laughs> All right, what are you talking about? That's amazing. <laughs> wow, I love these naughty bears. Sorry. 
That's okay. Courtney. Courtney just threw her phone. She, <laughs> it was so funny. She's so emotional. Uh, right. Yeah. So um, I actually started playing uh, Viva Pinata again yesterday um, with my daughter. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom so badly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll try to make this quit. Come so Viva Pinata, Viva Pinata is one of those backwards compatible, <laughs> you know, games for 360. And so I downloaded that and uh, she can't re- – I was like – I'm like, oh, yeah, Anna can play this. I hand her the controller and I'm like, totally forgot how involved the controls are I in that know. game. Like <laughs> select your shovel, select your watering can, you know. So um, so basically she just uh, is telling me what to do again like Aww. she did with Zoo Tycoon. Although she got really excited about the game when I told her there were pinatas in it and she like just wants to break them. <laughs> um and I'm like, no, you're you're not really supposed to break your pinatas in this game. You're trying to mm, build your garden up. And... There's a pinata game, and you can't break pinatas. Well, you can, you can. Counterintuitive. But, yeah, mm. <laughs> but the, in the game, they do they shoot out candy, and all the oh. other pinatas eat the candy. Which that's a little weird, but it's a little I'll weird take it. <laughs> and kind of gross if like. You know, the same animal pinata eats the candy. If the yeah. I mean, isn't that what birds do? <laughs> like a mom bird feeding the baby birds. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And uh, but the the Viva Pinata thing. Um, obviously, when you're downloading a game, it takes a while to install. So like Anna's sitting there with me, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna take a while to install. We had the iPad. I'm like, do you want to play iPad a little bit? She's like, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, you do that. I'll play some Fantasia while we're waiting for this. Mm-hmm. And then once again, she told me to quiet down <gasps> so that she could hear her abs. <laughs> yes. That's the second time That's now. so wonderful. And terrible at the same does she, time. Does she at least say it politely? Uh, the first few times she'll, she'll say like, mommy, I can't hear my app. You know, and then when she got to the quiet down this time, like it was basically like just before it was like, can't hear my apps. Like, you know. Yeah. But now it was like definitely like, mommy, quiet down. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. I hate it when they tell you stuff that you told them. Yes. You recognize yourself. It all comes back yes. to you. She started rolling her eyes yet because I have a feeling that. But she seems like the kind of little kid who, who she, would roll her eyes. She a doesn't. Re- she hasn't really rolled her eyes yet. But she did give me the talk to the hand when we went. <gasps> oh, yeah. So like, she's playing this app, and I came up next to her. She was, you know, doing it wrong. But I'm like, look, <laughs> look, sweetie. This they they. It's like the spelling app, the endless wordplay, where you're supposed to spell, and you have to do it in order because it won't let you um, put yeah. the letters in the wrong order. And I'm like, see, sweetie, you're supposed to do the letters in the wrong. And, <laughs> right in my face. If you, you guys can't see, but my hand is out. Right in my face. I'm like, wow. <laughs> okay, then. You do it wrong. I'm done helping you. <laughs> Live your life. Learn from your mistakes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so then besides that, obviously, Hearthstone. Mm, really? Yeah. It very much waiting for... July 22nd. I'm actually saving my coins oh my in case it's another single player thing so that I'll be able to play it right away. Mm-hmm. Just using coins. So Nice. Cool. How about so you, Linda? I have, you guys might be a little shocked to hear this, but I downloaded Dota 2 and League of Legends over the oh weekend. Oh my gosh. I played a little bit of both because I have tickets to the International, which is the big Dota 2 um, championship tournament here in Seattle, um, which is the first week of August, basically. And the prize 
pool is up to $15 million. Are you going to win it, Linda? No, (laughs) I'm not. Storm the stage. Grab it. I I found out that I am not like a genius uh, Dota 2 player at all. Those games um, have a – there's definitely a big learning curve to those. There is. There's so much – it's all strategy, I guess. Um, And so I, you know – fooled around with it a little bit and then I begged my son Chris to come over and tell me you know how to get to you know just the first <laughs> thing that you're supposed to do and he helped me so Aww. but yeah. it was fun um yeah and League of Legends is um I think that's the m- most fun one I think they have like they have that all figured out like how that should work and yeah it's, yeah. it's really fun I, the capture the flag idea in yeah. a video game basically is sort of what it is yeah. Yeah, League was basically – I mean, Dota was around before League was, but League was the one that figured out how to do this as a free-to-play game and still monetize. And yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. And, and their price pool is a lot smaller. It's $2 million. But Dota 2 uses their player base. Um, it's called the Compendium, and people can contribute to the prize pool. Oh, so that's, that's what really makes cool. it so exciting. To get, you know, to get up to $15 million. And then I'm really excited to go to the key arena and see those finals and see who wins Yay, all that yeah. money. That is very cool. That, that should yeah. be awesome. Yeah. I wish I was going. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, so that's what we've been playing. We actually did have a question come into us. <laughs> Simone. <laughs> go ahead. She is <laughs> wiggling, trying to hold her urine in. <laughs> Um, so we're going to do this question and then we'll be done. So we got a question from Austin, who is a dad of an uh, soon-to-be 11-month-old. And uh, listened to our screen time stuff, but he hasn't heard anything about managing screen time on the side of parent, which isn't what it sounds like. What he means is that he's a gamer dad, but it's hard to find time to play with his 11-month-old and wants to know if we have any suggestions or sage advice for him. And Austin, I am sorry. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, I mean, I don't play nearly as much as I used to. Um, I know he says 11 months old. Um, my daughter's a little older than that, obviously. She sleeps through the night, so we have like a regular schedule to work on. But still, my gaming bouts are like no more than about an hour at a time. Oh, man. And um, But it's kind of that's, that's what happens, Yeah, you know? It is. I, you know, I was just remembering back to when um, my kids were little, and I always said I didn't get any sleep for the first five years they were alive because <laughs> yeah. they, they weren't you good were keeping sleepers. Them alive. <laughs> <laughs> if, exactly. If if your kids are good sleepers and they sleep for long periods of time, like you know, some of my friends would put their kids to bed and they'd sleep for twelve hours straight. Yeah, that's that never happened is. with my kids. Yeah, she's so like you're 10, lucky. Ten to twelve. Yeah. yeah, but but you tend to be tired. It's very tiring mm-hmm. to be a parent of a of a baby. So yeah. Austin, just hang in there. And you'll be able to gain more yeah. when they like get older. There, there are strategies. As long as you work it out with your partner, I feel like you could exchange longer chunks of time. That for is gaming, true. As long as you make sure, as long as you reciprocate with equal chunks of time for yes. whatever your partner is interested in doing that they don't get yes. time to do. Yeah, that's true. That that is good advice. Yeah, of course, um, it depends on work and everything. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's um, just hard to fit it all in. For it sure. is. Yeah. yeah. I don't have kids, and I even have trouble fitting stuff into my day. So, yeah, 
<laughs> and like, like time to go to the bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> I was say that. Um, okay. Well, sorry, Austin. <laughs> Rest in peace, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that uh, you know I had some secret thing that I could reveal to all parents. That, although if I had it, I would probably write a book about it and yeah, make, make millions, millions of dollars. <laughs> um, so yeah, so hang in there. Um, you probably will get some more gaming time as they get a little bit older. Mm-hmm. So. Just stay the course. And I know this probably doesn't help, but um, it's a short period of time. Looking back on it with kids who are grown up now, I just think that that's a lovely, sweet, wonderful time. Yeah. And it doesn't last very long. So enjoy your kids when they're little. Yeah. That's what everybody says. Yeah. (laughs) And then when you're a parent of a very little kid, you're like, I know. Shut up. (laughs) I know. Tell me to shut up. (laughs) Got to wait a few years and then put on your own rose colored glasses. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You can be one of them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, well, that's going to wrap it up for us uh, this week. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. You can find us on Facebook at Pixelkin, Twitter at Pixelkin underscore org, and at Gaming with Moms. And how much longer can I drag this out? (laughs) (laughs) You're killing me. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to us on YouTube or YouTube. You should subscribe to Pixel Kids channel on YouTube. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I feel like you're just glad to have someone who can hold their bladder. You're just like, let's see how long she can go. Let's test this. Someday Anna will be as advanced as I am. (laughs) She's pretty advanced already, but let's not go into that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so thanks so much for listening, and we'll be with you next week. Bye. 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 This podcast was recorded in the studios of the Jack Straw Cultural Center in Seattle, Washington.